meeting investors that uh, that I normally would not be able to just you know like email in and schedule a call with. So yeah, randomly bumping into various investors uh, has been probably my favorite part. Welcome to Startupville, the show where we discuss what it's like to build a tech startup and a startup ecosystem in a small city. I'm your producer, Ariel Delorier. Our host is Dan Gold. And today is our final episode from within the Startupville Thunderdome at the 2022 Uniting the Prairies Conference in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. It's been such an incredible experience and I hope that you've enjoyed this exclusive insider content from Up. Make sure you check out the first three episodes to get the full scoop. We're bringing it home with three exclusive interviews from Saskatchewan's very own in this final episode of our UP mini-series. Today, we'll hear from Kelly Prop of Immigrate, Christian Olsansky with Cadence, and Jeff Dick, a local mentor in the SaskTech ecosystem and a senior director at Siemens EDA. Welcome to Startupville. Startupville is brought to you by Innovation Place and Martin Charlton Communications. First, on today's episode, we're joined by Kelly Prop, co-founder of Immigrate from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Immigrate is a software platform that makes the process of immigrating to Canada easier for employees and employers, making immigration more affordable and accessible. Kelly Prop, I'm I'm very, very happy to have you here on Startupville. Um, For those that don't know about what you've been up to, give us the elevator pitch. Okay, so we are automating the immigration process for Canadian employers who are suffering from a labor shortage. We're making it easy, quick, and simple for them to go through the government process, get approval to hire foreign workers, and find the right foreign workers and have them come to Canada. So it's a complete end-to-end process for employers. Now, this is excellent because we've featured this story previously on uh, Startupville. And what's really nice is to speak to different people um, within your organization to understand the different perspectives. I mean, I was at uh, a conference, a conference, a, a business networking meeting the other day, and Susan was there. And it was, there was a level of pride in what's happening in the company that I don't think anyone else could have had that level of pride. She is our most wonderful hype person. She sees the good and the potential in us, and she does a very good job explaining and expressing her joy at working working with us and working for us. It's so wonderful. So when it comes to your part of the business, from what I understand, you're very product-focused. So yes. what does that mean on the day-to-day basis? Well... Product is a big world. Um, I not only just care about the actual software that we're developing and how people use it, but I care about their experience with us. Like I am very customer focused and customer driven. If we're doing something and it doesn't directly help the customer, it doesn't give them joy, make their lives easier, then there's no point in doing it. I'm here to make their lives easier, more efficient. Naturally, I'm a pretty... I don't necessarily want to say lazy, but I like to be as efficient with my time as possible. I'm a business owner and I'm a parent and all other business owners, they're very busy and their time is very valuable. So I want to help them get the most value out of that short amount of time. They're not immigration experts. They're not labor experts. Mm -hmm. Like they have a business to run. So I want to help them just find joy in doing this piece that is genuinely not a joyful process and there's an interesting thing there's this uh, misunderstood 
misunderstood space within business about when you are someone who is a leader within an organization, someone who really drives product or a diff- any other area of business forward, there's this misunderstanding the line between working efficiently, delivering efficiencies, and then getting that time back for thinking and consideration and looking at things in a deeper way. And there's this wonderful element that of a program that I looked at when I was in Vancouver a number of years ago, and it was uh, the program was called How to Be a Lazy Leader. And it was so very good because if you are a really good lazy leader, and I encourage everyone to go and look this up, it means that you have built and nurtured good relationships with your team, with your customers, and you really manage your time and resources so that you can work in a really healthy way. That's a really great thing. So where uh, your company is at the moment and the needs within Canada to attract more people from uh, international uh, locations. This is a growth market, and with the intention of this government over the next period until the next election, they've made it very clear that we are driving forwards with the immigration uh, mandate. And from there, we've really got no doubt that the population growth is really a target for you know economic prosperity and and everything that comes with it. So really that points to the growth in what you're doing is really going to scale with it as well. At what point do you look at what you're doing and go, okay, we're really happy with this product and the service and what we're doing now. What, what's that five years down the line, that next bit of product, that next bit of service, that growth thing, what's that look like? So we recently shifted to making Canadian employers our major focus Mm -hmm. and we are set up to help Canadian employers get the labor they need and our next product that we're really working on is business immigration so a lot of the business owners in Canada are aging they're looking to get out of these businesses so what we're looking to work on in the next couple years is really driving international entrepreneurs to come to Canada either take over these businesses that we have that have established markets and come in and do immigration that way we can help with either a startup visa or owners who you know they partner with Canadian businesses with the intent to take over so we can bring in new young people to keep the businesses that we have here sustainable and growing or we can help people abroad start a business here in Canada where they can you know just have that much better quality of life. So that's kind of our next step that we're working on right now. That is very exciting because there is a lot of opportunity in that particular space and it's only going to grow. Kelly, thank you for joining us here on Startupville. Before you go, we like to be able to connect people with the guests that feature here on the podcast. If people want to find out more information about you and the organization, where could they go? Uh, They can find more about us on our website at immigrate.biz. And if they want to connect with me, they can find me on LinkedIn at Kelly Prop. So that's the only social I have. So (laughs) LinkedIn it is. Well, I hope that everyone does take that opportunity. Kelly, thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me. Next up on today's episode, Christian Olsansky, co-founder of Cadence from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Cadence is a digital executor assistant that streamlines the bereavement process to help grieving families navigate complexities and reduce stress. It's now post-lunch here at Uniting the Prairies Up Conference 2022. 
Here we are in the Startupville Thunderdome. I tried not to do that in an overly dramatic voice, but I'm really enjoying it. Frankly, everyone here is dressed incredibly well. Christian, I've got to say, so far, that is one of my favourite shirts, and I am going to ask where you got it, but I'll have to make a pledge with you to not wear it at the same time in the same place, because I wouldn't want to steal your thunder. Christian, welcome to Startupville. Thanks for having me. So, the last time we spoke, just to remind the listeners, where were you at in your journey? Where were you at in your life? The last time we spoke, yeah, I was just trying to remember that. That was about four years ago. I know. I, I just joined, uh, back then I just joined a company called Viamo, uh, yeah. which did a lot of uh, tech work in developing countries, mostly in Africa. Uh, so, yeah, that was, that was the last time we chatted and I was in a role of a, a technical leader, a director of technology. Um, yeah, trying to scale up our technical teams in Saskatoon and doing most of the work in Africa. Um, yeah, a lot of disaster relief software and, and, and hurricane uh, monitoring systems. So where do we find you today as we sit here inside the Delta Vespera? Today, yeah, today things have changed quite a bit. Um, since last August, I have joined a company called Cadence. And yeah, I'm the CTO and co-founder of Cadence. And what we're doing is we're simplifying and automating estate, uh, estate settlement paperwork and, and tasks. Uh, so essentially when someone passes away, there's a bunch of things that need to be taken care of. A lot of it is very confusing and a lot of it is very, uh, very outdated and needs to be done on pen and paper and sent by mail. So we're essentially automating all that and uh, freeing up people's time so they can actually spend it with their families. It's a really difficult time and I know that your story has been in the press recently and there's been some wonderful coverage about about what you are doing and that, the difference it makes to people's lives. As someone who has been through this process, I had to go and register a death and then helped my father with um, mm-hmm. everything for my mum. It was such a distressing time that it makes you wonder, why wasn't this help available sooner? I mean, sure, uh, you know, through various manual services in different parts of the world, there's advocacy programs and sometimes lawyers will be appointed to help with um, guiding a process. But really, we have the technology in this day and age to really make this straightforward, simplify it, and really take the wonder and the guessing out of things. Because what I always found, or what I found around this period, was there was terminology I didn't understand. There were certain processes where we had to send off certain documentation where you were then afraid if you only have one copy of this mm-hmm. original piece of documentation, then if it got lost in the post or in the you know, shipping in some kind, and then you needed it for another process, what was going to happen? So then you'd be stressed for, for all that period of time that you didn't have possession of this document. Um, can you just go into that piece, that piece about the discovery of, one, this is a problem that needed to be solved when they came to this um, stage, and two, what needed to change in terms of the external factors, whether it, it's public offices or lawyers or whatever it may be, where it's we needed them to amend their processes so that we could then do this with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's quite a bit to cover there. Uh, so 
just to be clear, this wasn't my idea. I joined a company yep. who was founded by Rachel Drew, our CEO and, and main founder. And yeah, she essentially went through the same process that you described with your dad, except with her mom. And yeah, she had the determination and motivation to actually do something about it. Uh, so I think a lot of people go through it, but they just go through it once and then they move on with their lives. Uh, Rachel was super determined to actually do something about it. And yeah, she put together a team and, and uh, it came up with a way that we can actually uh, programmatically figure out exactly what needs to be taken care of for people, um, as opposed to relying on different, uh, I guess, professionals in this, in this space to guide you through the process. So um, I would say it's not... We haven't fully solved it yet. It's a pretty complicated process. And a lot of it is not that technically complicated just yet uh, because we're trying to meet the process where it's at except uh, digitizing it. Um, but yeah, what it's going to take next is essentially working with different government organizations and working with different institutions to, uh, to figure out a secure way where you can transmit this information without any papers being involved, like doing it over... Yeah, through APIs and integrations. Um, so yeah, not fully solved yet. It's gonna take a while, uh, but yeah, we're we're meeting the process where it's at, and then we're gonna iterate over this to to improve it for everyone. Um, yeah, the other side of the party too, like just different government organizations, even funeral homes, uh, they are aware of this and they know that it's very inefficient right now. Um, but they're not the ones initiating a solution, but they want to be part of the solution. So we're in a really interesting space where everyone that we want to integrate with and partner with, um, they have the same mission in mind. They want to make it better. So for me, from what I'm hearing from that is a large element of the work that needs to be done is actually based around uh, collaborating with the external parties to really firstly educate them as to what it is you're trying to do and then secondly work with them on helping them get on a path to investigate doing it differently because until they're at that stage that will be, be inevitably an element of a roadblock exactly yeah okay so um just in terms of here at uniting the prairies at at the up conference um, I take it you've been into a couple, a number of the sessions. What's your highlight or takeaways that you've really enjoyed from being here? Um, some of the sessions were really great, um, but in between all of the sessions, I really love just yeah, like catching up with uh, with a lot of other startups and kind of seeing where they're at, exchanging quick ideas and solutions and tips, and then yeah, just making introductions uh, wherever I can, but also meeting investors that uh, that I normally would not be able to just, you know, like email in and schedule a call with. So yeah, randomly bumping into various investors uh, has been probably my favorite part. Yeah, no, I can appreciate that entirely. Trying to get on the phone and actually speak to someone is a mega challenge when you're in an event like this and they're stood in front of you. There is that opportunity exactly. that should be taken. Um, Christian, for people to find out more about the organization that you work for and uh, maybe to get in touch with you, how could they do that? Um, best way to do it is, uh, is through our website. So the website is called cadencecares.ca. Um, other than that, uh, I would say LinkedIn would be the best second place to look for us. Uh, yeah, my name is Christian Ozynski. Um Yeah, and if anyone is listening to it right now, I guess they can always find me here. Yeah, absolutely. If you're 
I've just realized this isn't going out for a few weeks. Mm. So what I need to do is just parade you around and put a big sign towards you. <laughs> we will do that for yeah. you. We have the power. Uh, Christian, thank you so much for joining us here on Startupville. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. Joining us for our final interview of this episode and the Uniting the Prairies mini-series is Jeff Dick from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Jeff is a well-known mentor in the Saskatchewan tech ecosystem because of his community involvement with startups and experience with software companies Salido, Mentor Graphics, and now Siemens EDA. So here we are, we're at the Besbra here in Saskatoon. It's Uniting the Prairies 2022. Mm-hmm. I am delighted to say, with me once again, making a return to Startupville, Jeff Dick uh, from Siemens. Now, okay, I'm I'm thinking the last time we spoke, you were just at the point of the name change back then and the ownership change. It's been quite a while. It's been a little bit, yeah. Yeah. So just help me on where you're at as an organization right now. The growth has been incredible. It's been sustained. It's been really a highlight of our sector here in Saskatchewan. Tell me where everything's at. Sure, yeah. So Salido was founded in 2005, got acquired in 2017 by Siemens. Um, we've uh, 6x our revenues uh, for our product line since then, acquired another company. I've got teams in five other cities and we're growing here as fast as we possibly can. Everyone's happy when you're making money. So that's a uh, that's what's been going on. It's been, uh, you know, very profitable, fast growth for us, and and um, you know, being being plugged into such a, an incredible worldwide organization. With now we went from having two full-time salespeople to a thousand, and uh, and that's useful for uh, for, for expanding sales <laughs> of existing products. Yeah. So just help me with this for people who are earlier in their journey. Let's think of a mentoring position on this one when they're looking at the opportunities that are coming. And sometimes it's the case, well, there's someone else has a product over here and maybe there's synergy and we'll go with them. I think maybe there's an opportunity to say there is a case to reach for the stars because you've done it. I, yeah, I, I, um, so, so just, just I want to clarify the question a little bit. Yeah. You're, you're wondering about um, should earlier stage companies, what, is this sort of like what, what should they aim for kind of question? It, it's a part of goal setting because yeah. sometimes we look at it and go, well, this is our little thing, our little baby. And, oh, yeah. and the yeah. strat planning doesn't necessarily look that far into yeah. the future. Yeah. I think uh, having really aggressive goal, like I see this all the time on startup uh, pitch decks where they have the hockey stick and we're right at the heel of the hockey stick and it's going to explode. And, and you know, they're, I think I think those are they often come off as a little bit unrealistic, but I love the vision. You know, we're going to be big and it's going to happen fast. But I think that having like reasonable forecasts based on what's possible, but aiming really high at the same time, is 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 really where the I think this starts to get a little bit more magical. Like I I want to see a hockey stick plot with a story that actually makes sense mm. about why that number's reasonable and how you're going to get there. And, and I think I think it. I love to see ambition, but I also like to see a plan that lines up with it. And and I find that um, sometimes there's a disconnect between those two. So really, it's the plan that needs work. I think there's no shortage of companies that think they're going to be uh, unicorns um, in two weeks. Uh, they just don't have a plan for doing it. And 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 I like that's the part I think that needs to become a little more aspirational. Is 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 how you're really realistically going to get there. 
So what you've seen in this marketplace in across the prairies in Canada, we've been through a few years that have been relatively difficult for people, been very difficult for people who've had challenges in terms of staying on their path for many of them because for some the finance ran out. What is that note of encouragement? Now we're on the uptick of where we're at in the world. That message of hope to say, look, maybe it's a time to come back to your ideas. Yeah, I think, you know, crisis creates opportunity. And, and uh, there's been no shortage of new ways to do things that have, that have developed. There's been a lot of uh, new opportunity created that's just starting to scale. Um, the ways that, that people work, the ways that companies operate um, has been disrupted. And there's been sort of short-term bandage solutions put onto it, but there's also all these well-known problems that companies want to spend money on all of a sudden. And I think that's where that's where some of the biggest new things that have happened. Um, there were a lot of areas that didn't really get disrupted. Like I work in the semiconductor industry, and you've heard of these chip shortages. Yeah. I mean, business is good. You know, our customers have never had such a good such a good time or such a good year as they had last year. This year, you know, it's 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 been really good. There's been other industries that have imploded. You know, it was uh, you know tough selling software to restaurants for seven shifts for a little while, but then they bounced back and did better than ever. You know, there's there's all these great stories of um, of, of blips and comebacks that we're hearing, uh, and then some industries that have just never been better. But I think I think the real opportunity is with the change that came about. You know, where where there's change, you know, you can get there first. Not everything's already done. You can solve problems that are are still out there and. and Maybe there was sort of a first cut at a solution, and you can go and displace that with something more remarkable. So there's 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 a lot of a lot of opportunity right now that that came out of the pandemic. So that's we, untapped. Absolutely. Yeah. If we just take a step to the side for just a second, from the perspective of the journey that your organization has been on, and the cultural changes, the you know, when we last spoke, it was all very brand new and it's like, we're excited. Then there was, you know, where are we going to put all the people in the building and everything that came with that? Yeah. Culturally, how do you maintain that local character when you're part of a mega organization such as Siemens? You, you, you do it by not, um, I think there's, there's a bit of pressure to try and become part of the big family, but when your family's 300,000 people, you're just not going to meet them all. Yeah. And Siemens has got um, very, they've acquired 2,800 companies or so over the last 170 years. And they've gotten good at, at how to do this. And one of the first things they told us when, when they acquired Solito is they said, we like you the way you are and we want you to keep being you. And if anyone tells you not to do that, let me know and I'll get them out of your way. Which I thought was amazing. This is from a company that's acquired more companies than just about anyone. That's part of the wisdom of 2,800 acquisitions is to not try and change uh, each of the individual organizations. Let them be them. And that's fine. So really where the culture comes from on a go forward basis is exactly where it, where it left off, you know, up to, up to the acquisition point. You are who you are in your local product team. You know, you're part of a massive organization but you're still you, you still have your own identity and that's how the big company wants you to be. They want you to be you, which is pretty cool. Jeff, it's always a pleasure. Um, help me help others get in touch with you. We like building connection. How could they do that? Uh, 
I'm, I'm easy to find. Uh, uh, I think a lot of, you can just go ask someone in the room for my phone number and half of them will have it probably. <laughs> uh, hit me on LinkedIn, uh, you can email me, jeffrey.dick at gmail.com. Uh, I'm, I'm always happy to hear from people too. So yeah, thanks. Startupville is brought to you by Innovation Place, helping grow the tech sector in Saskatchewan, Canada, and is brought to you in partnership with Martin Charlton Communications at wetellyourstories.ca. Our show is produced by me, Ariel Delorier, and our host, Dan Gold. Our theme music is from Gigi Riggs and Reactor Production. We can't say it enough. Thank you, Collabs, for allowing us to set up the Startupville Thunderdome at the 2022 Uniting the Prairies Conference right here in Saskatoon. Where will the Startupville Thunderdome show up next? Subscribe now to stay in the loop at innovationplace.com slash startupville. And follow us on Twitter at StartupvillePod. Don't forget to review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps us rise up the ranks. See you next time on Startupville.